today, you know, we're going on week five of our series called uh, the Book of Romans. You know, and, uh, you know, and if, 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 if you're new to the church and you're like, you know, what's this all about? I would encourage you to kind of start with, you know, start with the books, John, Acts, and Romans. You know, last week, uh, the first week, you know, a little recap is, you know, we, we, we talked about, you know, reclaiming our faith. Uh, I think in Romans uh, 1, 19 through, uh, through 20 says, you know, they know the truth about God because he made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky, and through everything God made, he can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. You know, and so, and so you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, it was the idea of, of you, know, you know, coming back to God or reclaiming our faith, you know, you know, you know because there really, you know, there is, there is no excuse for not knowing who God is. You know, you know to my reclaiming, you know, I need to reclaim my yard. It's been like three weeks, won't quit raining and things like that. So week two, you know, uh, you know faith makes us right. You know, it says, uh, you know, in Romans 4, uh, 22, it says, For the, the words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him, who raised our Jesus Christ from the dead. No, no week three is just stop it. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, sin no longer is your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. And the last week, you know, you know week four, we talked about, you know, what to do whenever life does not make sense. Now, how many of you, you know, you know, you've been there before, you know, life just kind of didn't, didn't make sense. Just for, for God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. And so today, you know, what we're doing, you know, no, 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 we're, we're moving through the, the book of Romans, you know, you know, to Romans 12. And Romans 12, 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice and the, the kind he will be acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Now, I love what it says, it says you know, in view of God's mercy. And so Romans 12, if you look at it, the content all the time you know, is the mercy of God behind it. I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a situation where you know where you got some mercy that you know that you did not deserve? No, I know. You know, being 27 now, you know, a dad of two, uh, as of like two weeks ago, I had my second son, Britton Alexander. Uh, he's doing good. Wife has a little bit of the headache stuff right now, but everything's going well. Uh, but dad of two, you know, in my time, you know, I've had some times in my life where I thank God I had some mercy. No, thank God that my dad was, you know, was a merciful person at some points because I deserve some really bad days, you know. Now, I remember, you know, when I was 16 years old, I had just gotten my license. And uh, my dad, you know, they probably trusted me way too much. But like, yeah, go ahead. You know, you and your friends, you know, you can go to the movies. And like, I was, you know, I just brand new drive. I'm horrible with directions. Uh, I think I got lost on the way to Perkins Row, which is, I've been there a thousand times. And somehow I was like, you know, the only place to park at Perkins Row, you know, it's, it's in the, uh, the carpet parking, right? Super tight spots. I'm in my mom's new Sequoia, gigantic vehicle, first time driving. And I go to pull in a spot and I just smash this car. Like so bad, for, for order me to get out, I had to stump on the gas and screech the tires and like slide back out. Like I destroyed this car, all right? All right, you know, and so it's like, okay, well, that was pretty bad. No, it's even stupider than that. I called my dad and I said, hey, dad, I hit a pole. Uh, mom's car was kind of messed up, and you know, I, I give him the whole story. And I was just scared. I was like, I was like, my, 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 you know, like my dad's gonna kill me. So you know, maybe if I had a pole, you know, and it's like you know, we have to pay for the other car. So, so I just take off. All right, Perkins Road, 
thing is, people saw my license plate because I was stuck on the car for like five minutes trying to get out. So like they had called the cops and everything. So I, I, you know, so me and my friend, you know, we're in Canes. I'm like, you know, I got away with it. You know, my dad thinks it's a pole. You know, he's not as mad as I thought he was going to be. You know, like, you know, like, 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 no, this could be way worse than what it is. I get a call. Hey, Connor, why is East Baton Rouge uh, Sheriff's Office looking for you? I'm like, I don't know. What happened? He's like, well, they said you were, you were on a car for five minutes and you, and, you, and you hit and ran. And so I remember I was like, oh, no. Like, the lie did not work. Like, this is about to get really bad. And so, and I, and so I drove back to the car in the parking garage. And the cop's like, you know, he's like, you know, you know, you know I should throw you in, you know, in the back of the car now for hit and run and different things like that. So first of all, the cop showed me mercy. I didn't get a ticket for a hit and run. He's like, you know, because you came back, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go. And then, you know, so now I'm like, okay, I have to go home and tell my dad. I have to face my dad. You know, and, uh, and so I was like, this, like, I might physically die tonight, you know. Not only did I wreck my mom's car, I, I like lied to my dad for a good hour and like he had no idea. Like, you know, I, I, had, I had really, I had like lied, lied to my dad. And now he knows about it. I remember I was so nervous, I even got lost back on the way home. So, so it, took me, it took me even more time to get home. You know, and I, and I drive up to, to, the, to the carport and my dad's sitting on the back of his truck out in the carport waiting to talk to me. You know, and I was like, like this is it. Like, like, I'm about to like, either like, maybe I'll drive again when I'm like 40, you know, or whatever it is. Now, now he was going to kick me out. And I was like, and so I remember I walked in and I had my license and I said, here, he's like, you know, I don't want to drive anymore. No, I don't deserve it. And he, and he, said, he said, put it back in your license. He said, he said you're a blood cell, you don't quit. He kind of just talked to me. And so, you know, I did not get what I deserved that day. Like, I, you know, like, if he would have killed me, I'd be like, you know what? It hurt, but, you know, it, 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 I definitely deserved that one. Like, I had lied. I, I had destroyed my mom's car. She cried about the car more than me. You know, but she, like, like you know, that's the reason why I love my truck so much. It comes from my mom. You know, I, you know, I had destroyed this other person's car. You know, the insurance stuff now and all these different things. But for some reason, my dad decided to, you know, to show me a mercy that day that I did not deserve. No, you know, you know, you know, it's to this day, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know that's, that still speaks volume about his character. You know, you know, you know, even you know, you know, how, you know, how to handle situations, you know, you know, you know, you know, in those moments. But uh, so it's, it's like you know, you know, you know, what is mercy? You know, and, you know, you know, defined as what it is. It says, you know, mercy is the compassion and kindness shown to someone whom it is it is one's power to punish or to harm. So basically, you know, you, know, you, know, you know, they have every right to say, you know, you're messed up and you deserve what you have, but you're not going to get it. So that's what mercy is. In Romans 5.18, we say, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life to everyone. Amen. And so what we have to understand is, yes, whenever we are born, we are doomed to hell because of one man's sin. Look, look, Adam messed it up for everybody, okay? And as soon as you were born, because of Adam, you were destined for hell, but also because of one man's sin, one man's sacrifice saved you to heaven. And so what we realize as Christians, and even though I was doomed to hell, because of Jesus Christ's death on the cross, I have the choice to choose heaven now. See, that was the mercy that we were shown that we did not deserve, but yet we got it anyway. And so as believers, you know, you know, wherever we grasp this concept of mercy, you know, something I, I'm getting that I do not deserve, is how do we respond as believers? 
No, I deserve hell. I deserve this eternal damnation and things like that. But because someone loved me enough to die on a cross and say, no, instead you can choose heaven with me. It's how do I respond as believers? There's one. Well, I have three points today, but it's, it's no, no. We respond to this mercy by one. It, it is, uh, no, we give ourselves to his purpose. Now, I feel like, you know, we say it all the time. You, you hear it a million times, and anywhere you go, I feel like you hear it. But the reality is, is and, 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 and it's even statistically proven, proven that only 25% of people here on this planet actually know what their purpose in life is. They can say, you know, I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing. You know, I feel good about what's going on in my life. Only 25% of people know that. I don't know about you, but, but you realize that the other 75%, you know, three out of four people, you know, around the room or we go to Walmart, have no idea why they're intended on this planet. You know, and it's crazy, you know, it's like, you know, you know, you know with all the unfortunate stuff that's arising with suicide and drugs and all these different things, you know, and, you know, and we wonder why. Simply, it's because people have no purpose. You know, you know, you know, you know, <coughs> you know, they're walking around, you know, having no purpose, you know, you know, having no reason, you know, to actually be here on earth. It's like, okay, well, no wonder, they're, you know, they're turning to everything else. You know, if you want to live, you know, feeling insignificant, you know, like you don't matter, like, you know, you know, questioning, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, what's the reason I'm here? Well, simply do that. Look, just, just live a life with no purpose. You know, you know, oftentimes it follows it. The things we have to constantly remind ourselves, and I've heard this said before, is that we are not earthly beings with spiritual experiences, but we are spiritual beings with earthly experiences. You know, you know, you know, we were put on this earth to fulfill a calling. And so, it's, it's, it's a, and so we are spiritual beings, and it's, 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 so that is what we. So that's the whole end goal for our lives. No, that's what gives us purpose. For us, it's actually answering the spiritual callings over our lives. See, in response to God's mercy, you know, whenever we realize that we get something that we did not deserve and cannot earn, no, no, that we deserved hell. But thanks to a sacrifice that we get heaven, as Christians, you know, there should be this overwhelming desire for other people to see the same Jesus that we saw. That if I can experience this mercy, then I would want everyone else around me to experience the same mercy that I have. If I knew what I was destined for whenever I was born based on someone else's decision, well, I also want people to know the very thing that, the very decision that someone to die on the cross so that I can have eternal life for the rest of my life. As a Christian, you know, you know, you know, it should be the overwhelming feeling to say, okay, I want people to get what I got. I want people to, you know, you know, to know the same Jesus that I know. You know I, at youth, you know, we have a saying, you know, our saying is simply, you know, you know, we stand in the gap. And what that means is, you know, you know, that, that there's a gap between people getting saved and people who don't know Jesus Christ. And whatever, you know, whatever it takes you know, you know, to stand in the middle of the gap, so those two eventually close, is we will do. You know, we'll get dirty, you know, we'll get messy, you know, we'll pray for you, we'll cry with you, you know, you know, you know, you know we'll host events, we'll host services, we'll, we'll, you know, whatever we have to do, we will stand in the gap because we understand the mercy that we receive and we say more people have to understand the things that Jesus did for their life. And so whenever I understand this mercy, you know, you know, you know, you know there is this uncontainable thing that says, you know, more people have to know what I experience. 
So my response to mercy is simply, it's called the gospel. No, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. And this is truly the way to worship him. It's Romans 12, 1. And so when we hear of this mercy, you know, we give our lives you know, to God's main purpose. Simply, it's getting lost people saved. You know, our main goal on this planet, you know, our main goal is, that is simply, you know, it's getting lost people saved. It's how do we do that? You know, it's simply this, you know, you know, you know, it's, we, you know, it's, no, we live a life of worship. You know, and the thing is, look, if we aren't careful, what we'll do is we'll put worship in kind of this religious three to four song box on a Sunday morning. We you know worship, you know, you know, that's whenever the band plays for four songs on a Sunday right before the announcements. You know, you know, you know worship, you know, is, is, you know it's, it's, it's the music I put on in the morning before I read my Bible. And if we're not careful, what we'll do you know, you know, is we'll put worship you know, you know, you know, in, in this religious box of just one song at a time, two songs before a Sunday service, and, 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 you know, and, and, and that's all it ever is to us. No, but you know, if we read, you know, in Colossians 3.17, it says, you know, if we aren't... Uh, no, it says, whatever you do or say, do as it, is, as it is a representative to the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So our response to mercy is living a lifestyle of worship. It's everything that we do. No, you know, you know, you know, a life of worship, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's not just singing a song on a Sunday, but it's every single thing that we do. You know, everything I do, you know, you know, exalts and worships the King because I understand the mercy that I received. I know that I know that 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 I did not deserve. So how I talk is affected. How I think is affected. You know, you know, how I act is affected. You know, how I serve other people. How I love other people. Everything is affected by this mercy. Why? Because it's life changing. You know, you know, you know, it, 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 it's, it's hell-saving. And so everything I do, you know, you know, you know, it's filtered through, you know, filtered through perspective of everything I do has to worship the Creator, has to worship the, the, you know, the one who sacrificed his life for me, even though I did not deserve it. You know, if our purpose is to get lost people saved, and then, you know, and we're the instruments, you know, and God chooses to use us as the instruments, you know, you know, to, you know to progress the kingdom forward. No, we have to live this lifestyle of worship. But things, look, we have to have what we advertise. You know, I, you know, I, I tell my youth all the time, you know, the most scariest thing for Christians to be is that we advertise what culture needs. And, and, and then, you know, and, and then whenever culture needs it, you know, they come to us, you know, and we don't have it. Say, hey, you know, you know, I have peace, I have hope, I have love, I have community, I have all the answers, I have Jesus Christ. Okay, well, we need it. Well, where is it at? Well, I'm having a really bad day today. Well, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, the, you know, the church thing was cool last year, but this year, you know, I'm, you know, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some things on my own. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to deconstruct and you know, kind of figure out things for myself and different things like that. No, the worst thing for Christians here today is to say, you know, I have all the answers. And then the is like, okay, well, I need the answers that you have. And then you don't have what's advertised. See, living a lifestyle of worship, you know, you know, you know, it gives them what we advertise. You know, say, hey, you know, I, I live my life you know, you know, based on this mercy. You know, you know, it changes how I live. No, unfortunately, no, 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 the world no, doesn't need any more Sunday Christians. You know, we got tons of them. Yeah. See, what the world needs is Christians who realize the mercy. I, 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 I'm going to live out it every single day. 
how I think, how I talk, how I act, how I serve, you know, where I spend my mind, you know, everything points back to the mercy that I receive. Now, Romans 12, 2 says, you know, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think, then you will learn and know God's will for you, who is good and pleasing and perfect. So our first response to mercy is I submit, I submit myself to his purpose. Number two is my, our response to mercy helps me live by conviction over comfort. Yes. Yes. And I, I know, you know, you know we hear that word today and it's like conviction. It's like, oh, you know, that's one of those really bad church words. It's like conviction, discipline, all those different things. It's like, oh, you know, I, you know, I don't want any of that. But we have to understand that God has called us to live a different lifestyle. And as Christians, you know, what we are called to do is that we are called to live by a conviction that glorifies the Father, then live a lifestyle of comfort that glorifies the flesh. You know? See, when we understand that the mercy that we have received is, you know, is, is, you know, is, is that we did not deserve, there's a transformation that happens. No, we're not understanding, you know, I got something I did not deserve. I said, okay, God will work in me because you obviously love me enough more than anything else. You know, just like everyone else, you know, I had this aha moment, you know, when I finally grabbed this concept of receiving mercy I didn't deserve. Um, you know, uh, if you heard my story before, you know, you know, I've known I had a calling on my life since I was like 10 years old. You know, it may, you know, it may not happen like, you know, like, like that for you, but it happened for me. And, uh, you know, I, I can remember, you know, I was in the middle of, of a, of a uh, I think back then it was called, uh, what was it called before HF Kids? Club Faith. It was called Club Faith, all right? So I, you know, I was at a Club Faith camp, and I, was, and I was in the middle of a worship service. You know, because kids can worship, I promise they stand over their head, they understand it. And I remember, you know, Pastor Jason uh, Moran, who now uh, is a kid pastor in Alabama, looked me in the eyes and he said, Connor, you know what you have to do. And, 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 and even at a young age, at 8 to 10 years old, I understood exactly what he meant. Because right there, you know, as a, as, a, as, a, as a child, God spoke to me and said, there's a calling over your life. And so all you parents, you know, I, I would tell you, you know, you know, with young kids, don't ever, don't ever underestimate the value of a kid's camp or a church camp. Because God can speak to kids where, 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 you know, regardless of where they're at. And I, you know, and, I, and I knew from exactly that time that, you know, basically, you know, that moment, you know, marked my life forever. You know, I, you know, I still remember the room and different things like that. But I remember God spoke to me and said, you know, there's a calling over your life. But the thing is, you know, whenever you're a child, you know, it's, you know, it's easy to believe things like that, right? You know, you're a child, you know, you, you, know, you, you think you can be a space cowboy, you know, you think you can be the unicorn still exists and different things like that. But as I got older, you know, I knew they had a calling over my life. You know, I knew they had things that I was like, I was supposed to do. You know, I knew, you know, I, you know what I was supposed to do. No, no, I just found that, you know, I, no, I found it much harder to believe as I got older. It's like, you know, I have all these different things that I'm supposed to do. I have a calling over my life. But as I got older, you know, the more I found, you know, I began to live by more was, you know, it was more was comfortable for my flesh. And, I, you know, you know and, and to this day, you know, you know, you know, I still remember those feelings. I, mean, I still remember, you know, you know, chasing, you know, you know, you know, what I thought was, you know, instant gratification, you know, instant satisfaction, you know, you know, what would bring me happiness, you know, you're trying to build my own kingdom. And, uh, 
No, I know, I know, I can remember, you know, you know, the, the, those thoughts of, you know, just states of confusion, like, you know, you know, am I really, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You no know, feelings, you know, you know, of insignificance, like, you no, know, you no, know, I'm getting a business degree, but you no, know, am I actually doing something, you know, that actually matters? You no, know, you know, is this worth my time? No, I, you know, I was striving to, you know, to, you know, to try to create some, some kind of self-worth, you know, over my life to say, hey, you know, you know, no, this is who I am, who people can be proud of, you know, that I can feel good about myself, you know, that I've accomplished something. You know, I, you know, I, I, I all too vividly, you know, remember, you know, that stage in my life. You know, for years, you know, you know running from a calling, you know, living by comfort, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, running from convictions over my life, you know, you know, to, you know, to, to, to live this lifestyle above, you know, you know, above reproach. But I also vividly remember the exact day that I, you know, that I recognized the mercy that God had over my life. And I finally said, you know what, God, I'm not, you know, I'm done chasing my own stuff. You know, you know, I'll give it all up for you. You know, you know, you know, and, 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 and it was in the middle of a, of, of, of a 21 days of prayer. I said, no, this is it. I'm done. You know, and, 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 and forever, you know, you know, you know, you know, that point has forever marked my life. You know, and I bet, you know, there's some people in here today, you know, you heard that story and, 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 and you know exactly what I felt, you know, because that's where you are today. You know, you know. You've been chasing things, following things, trying to find stuff out, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, trying to make something of who you are. But the reality is, you know, you know, is you're just running from a purpose over your life. And the thing is, you know, right now you like it, but you don't love it. And the hopes is, is, is you live it, you know, you know, you live saying, you know, you know, you know, I know I'm okay with being comfortable, hoping that one day that you love it. Well, guess what? You never do. See, until you satisfy that spiritual calling over your life, nothing's ever going to make sense in your life. See, but it's true more than now. We need Christians who are choosing to live by conviction over comfort every day. No, it kind of fits perfectly to our last and final point. You know, our response to mercy is it puts our life on mission. See, here's what I mean by that. See, mercy allows us to discover our purpose. Because you have to understand that, yes, you know, we were you know, doomed in all these different things. No, you know, we, you know, we were born sinners, but God saved us. And because God said, you know, there has to be a reason why. Like if I, if I was so important to God that, you know, that, that he would give his only, you know, his only son and all, and all these different things, you know, there has to be a reason of why I'm here on this planet. You know, you know, if, you know if you love this this much, you know, you know, you know and he put this, you know, this much emphasis on my life, you know, there has to be a reason of, 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 of why I'm here today. The thing is, look, you know, it's one thing to know the main purpose of God. Look, God wants people saved, lost people saved, all right? No, 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 no that is the gospel. No, you know, no, and look, look, and that is great. No, that is the great commission, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, that, that is the main mission of Jesus Christ is to get everyone saved. No, lost people get saved. No, that is the main mission. But it's a whole other thing for you to understand your own mission for your life. See, it's, no, 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 it's great to know, okay, no, no, this is what God wants for us believers and, and for the world. But it's another thing to know, okay, this is what God wants for me in my life. No, no, this, no, no, this, no, this is what God wants to do with me personally. No, 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 no this is my calling. No, this is my direction. No, 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 no those are two different, completely different things. One, to know the main mission, but two, to know my personal mission. 
And so what mercy does, it it puts our life on mission, meaning it allows me to live out my direct calling. Okay, we're saying, okay, you know, no, God wants people saved, but how? Well, this is what it looks like for me. See, our response to God's mercy is, well, well, when you understand the gospel and, and, and how much he loves you, and you realize that God is simply looking for people who say, God, use me and I'm willing. I'm broken, I'm busted, I'm messed up, I don't have it all together. I have some addictions, I have some hang-ups, whatever it is. But guess what, God, I, I, God, God just use me. No, I, no, I'm willing to be transformed. I, I'm willing to be used. I, 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 I understand the calling and the purpose. No, and, and, and I, I'm here and I'm willing. Because the thing about mercy, which is the, beautiful, the most beautiful thing, is see, you understand the omnipotent power of Jesus Christ. It's like, wow, no, this man can save us and different things like that. But then you understand the unconditional love. See, mercy has two parts. It has, in one, it's a place of power to allow mercy, but two, it's the love to actually say, okay, well, I'll express it. And so our response to mercy is, okay, well, if you love me that much, you know, to say, okay, one, you're in place of power, but two, but you're also, you know, you're willing to share it, then why am I so important? You know, why does my life matter? You know, why am I here on this planet? You know, you, you know why have you given me gifts and different things like that? It's okay, well, obviously I have a mission for my life. No, you know, no, 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 there is reason for why I'm here. And so I don't just aimlessly walk around the earth saying, okay, well, I mean, I'm, well, you know, well, one day I'll figure it out. But no, I know why God has placed me here on this earth. See, when we realize that, you know, like you talked about, you know, in the first verse of the chapter, you know, you know we live this life of sacrifice and worship for His purpose. No, no, that's the why behind what we do. And so when we understand this mercy, it's like, how can I get the most people to understand what I have, what I, what, no, what I have understand now? No, no, this, no, this is why, you know, we, no, we encourage you, you know, to buy, invite people to church. You know, statistically, statistically, more people get saved in a church service. You know, Barna states that, you know, 43% of kids give their life to Christ at a church service before 13. And 64% of students give their lives to Christ before 18 at a church service. And look, this is not some kind of thing like, hey, you know, no, we're, no, we're trying to pack the room with people. But it's the reality, this is what we're called to do. You know, one thing, you know, I always tell my youth, you know, is, 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 you know is stop being bystanders. You know, stop calling big church adult church. You know, stop calling it big church. No, no, no. But take some responsibility. Say, hey, no, no, you know, you know, you know this is my church. No, you know, you know, you know, no, I want to see HOF grow. You know, you know, I want to see HOF, you know, you know, be a part of my community. You know, you know, I want to see HOF say, you know, you know, I want my church to, you know, you know, to, know, to, to progress the kingdom forward. The thing is, you know, you know, you know, you know, if we allow staff and preachers to do it. Well, then guess what? No, we, we miss out on such a huge part of the world. Because the reality is that, guess what? Not everyone's called to five-fold ministry. And thank God if you're not. Because guess what? Sometimes it's not always fun. We have to realize that, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know your circle of influence is just as important as being on a stage. You know, stop dictating your influence, you know, you know, of your message, you know, based on the, you know, the height of your stage. Cool. 
28-inch stage right here, guess what? I guarantee you can reach more people in, you know, you know, you know, you know, in your office. While whites in a microphone, guess what? I guarantee you can meet way more people at the hunting club. So, 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 so stop, stop evaluating how, you know, you know, you know, how important your purpose is and how important your stage is based on the height of your stage or the lights or the mics or anything different, like, different things like that. But God's called you, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, to, live, to, to live this idea of, 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 of this great commission life. Matthew 28 says, says, then Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. That is the great commission. That is the purpose on earth. And so whenever I understand the mercy that I have received, I did not deserve, I say, okay, well, I'm going to give my life to the one who died for me. And so I understand, I say, like, you know, how can I get my most, no, 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 my biggest return of people back? Man, you know, take responsibility for your friends. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, take responsibility, you know, for your work, you know, for your hunting club, for your hobbies, wherever it is. But, you know, you say, you know, this is my responsibility. You know, whenever we give our lives to the purpose, you know, we allow God to transform us. Here's the thing, look, transformed people are pastored people. You know, transformed people are pastored people. You know, here at HUF, you know, how we choose to pastor people is through small groups. Now, now I encourage you, you know, you know, join a small group, you know, you know, at our, at our, at our next uh, sign-ups. But we love to empower people to pastor other people. It's so important because you know, the, 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 the people who surround us dictate who we become. You know, look, you need to be in life-giving groups who are speaking life into you. You know, you need people to say, hey, guess what? You know, you know, you know, no, you're not doing that well this week. How can I help you out? Hey, I, I, hey, I understand you're struggling. You know, you know, can I pray for you? Hey, I, I, I understand what's going on. You know, can I actually, you know, you know, you know, you know, I'm going to show up in your life. Now I want to challenge you, you know, you know, on our next round of small groups, you know, to make it an obligation and, you know, you know, and not an excuse for a small group. So whenever, you know, whenever we give our life to the mission, you know, we get transformed by God. And that's when we find our mission. You know, here, you know, we have a thing called next steps. You know, it's your spiritual gifting. You know, you know it's what you're good at. You know, if you had to take it, I would encourage you to take it. Because realize, look, we, we, we all have the one mission to get people saved. But guess what? Everyone has their, has their own individual mission. You know, you know just like, you know, we, we talked about a few weeks ago. Look, look you, know, you, know, you know, we don't get judged by anyone else's calling but our own. So everyone has a part to play, you know, he said, you know, you, you know, we're all one body. It's not, hey, you know, you know, you know, you know I'm, not, I'm not an individualist. But the church needs everybody. It needs pastors and things like that. But guess what? It needs, you know, you know, people who go out into the world on Monday through Friday. See, those people, you know, you, know, you, you are the people who actually progress the kingdom forward. Because in God responds to mercy. You know, we live a lifestyle of worship that says, hey, I want everyone to understand the mercy that I have. So as you, as you guys bow your head today. Maybe here it's your first time and you say, you know what? 
you know, I, I've been, you know, living my life without purpose. I've been walking around and say, Connor, you know, I want to know that same God you're talking about. I want meaning for my life. You know, you know, you know I, I want things to make sense for me. If that's you, could you raise your hands for me real quick? I want to pray for you. Nothing weird. Awesome. That's good. God, thank you, God, for people who raised their hands today, God. God, I pray, God, you speak to them where they're at, God. God, you let, you let, them, you let them know that you love them, God. God, I pray right now, God, 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 you're speaking purpose into their life out of what's next, God. God, I thank you, God, God that, you know, that, you know, that you died on the cross for their sins, God. I pray today, you know, say, God, you know, they don't leave the room, God, not knowing, God, what you did on the cross and that you love them, God. And that something will forever be changed on July, 20, uh, July 18, 2021. You know, that's when something changed in my life. Jesus, I pray. Amen.